You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, released on the 9th of August 2020, which is my sister's birthday, by the way. What? The doctor's gone. The doctor's gone. Yes, I'm Benji, he's Nick, the yes. Big Finish Guys, and we're bringing yes. you the latest on our world of audio drama, audio <gasps> books, Doctor Who, and all that jazz. <laughs> we both had the same idea, great minds. Well, what have we got coming up this week, Nick? Well, we look at the reviews for Doctor Who spin-off class, volumes three and four, then we delve into the emails from you, the listeners, sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Following that, we go behind the scenes with this week's hotly anticipated box set, The Sixth Doctor and Perry, Volume 1, starring Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant. And we offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected big, big finish release. Amazing. Hardly covers it. And then... We round off proceedings by giving you a free 15-minute drama tease of this week's fifth Doctor Adventure starring Peter Davison. Thin time. Now, just before we head over to the reviews of Class Volume 3 and 4, I just wanted to chat about social media. I want to make a plea, really, for some of you listening to remember that our social media accounts are run by um, human beings. Two lovely human beings called Steve and Chloe. And just like you, they have feelings. Recently, there's been a tendency for a very small minority of people, really tiny, so I'm probably not talking to you, uh, on social media to talk to them as though they're a faceless corporate entity. I hope you know that that's not Big Finish. We're people doing a job we love. But in order for us to keep doing this job, And to keep releasing the productions that you hopefully love, we have to keep reaching out and finding new people, new listeners. We can't stand still. I know so many of you spread the word brilliantly, and for that, we're eternally grateful. But we too have to find a way to speak to and engage people who are sort of just passing by. We have to catch their attention which is why we're trying all sorts of fun, daft stuff that loads of people are finding exciting and engaging. Now, I know there are those of you listening who feel this more broad approach makes it look like we're forgetting our core fans, the people who've been with us right from the beginning and who've shown unswerving loyalty and enthusiasm for us. But that's not the case. Our gratitude to you is expressed in every production we make. We strive to entertain you and give you what you want. We listen keenly to all the comments and emails. We can't always please everyone. Obviously, that's that's a shame, but that's the truth. But we are, rest assured, always striving to do that. So when you feel we might be ignoring you by making broader appeals for the attention of potential new listeners, we're not. We're just trying to get other people to join in with the fun so we can keep this going for us and consequently for you for a long, long time to come. We love stories and we love you, all of you. Now then, reviews. Well, this week we're reviewing the latest two volumes of Class, that education-based Doctor Who spin-off. Yes, yes, that's right. Get your textbooks out. (laughs) Write that down. Uh, First up, volume three. Where are we going? Down here. Why? He's not going to follow, not after. I know. Well, why? Because I don't want to do this in front of an audience. From Big Finish Productions, Class, Volume 3. 
Um, who is that? Uh, who? <laughs> Come on. Oh, him, ma'am. That's Paul, the new guy. He wanted me to show him around. That's all. And are you going to? Obviously not. There's no way my mum would let me. Hey, you know, I was thinking, what if we went to, like, the theatre or, or an art gallery? That way it would be educational too. You'd be surprised how hard it is for a quill, a Rodian and a human to live together. Charlie, you don't have to explain yourself. You're a couple. You're busy. I get it. Charlie, look! They've thrown them in! You cannot do this, matriarch! Article 18 of the Shadow Proclamation states quite clearly that you oh, can't- now! Drop them into the ditch! But you cannot do that! Oh. Big finish. We love stories. You're not gonna eat us, are you? And if you go to bigfinish.com, you'll find class. If you type class into the search pane, it just uh, up sort there of, at the top. Sort of, yeah, it's like just a round sort of thing, isn't it, really? Thing. Yeah. Type into it, yeah. Um, <laughs> first up, who review.wordpress.com me? Who has a, a, a zero yeah, rather nifty, than a Nifty, no. nifty, nifty. It's good, isn't it? I like it. All in all, this is a strong set of releases comprising three very different but equally as compelling stories. The returning cast from the TV series slip back into their roles effortlessly, while Joanna McGibbon and Dervla Kerwin fill the gaps left by Vivian Opara and Catherine Kelly perfectly, uh, proving more than a match for the characters of Tanya and Quill, respectively. With stellar music by Blair Mowat throughout, strong direction from Scott Hancock, and great scripts from all three writers, Class Volume 3 is highly recommended. And look, one, two, three, four stars. Nice. The last one seemed to be missing. Must have got lost in the post. Yes. Uh, Bigbluepodcast.co.uk says Class Big Volume 3 was another strong entry into the Class Mythos, which is also a lovely beer, uh, and the wider oh. Doctor Who universe. I've said this a few times now, and you can say what you like about Class on television, but it works perfectly on audio, and it's clear how much the cast and production team have enjoyed themselves. I think Class has now finally found its home on audio, and mm. I'm hoping we get some adventures set during the unmade second series. Oh. I would love to hear where that Weeping Angel storyline would have gone. <gasps> wow. Weeping Angels. Oof. And on Twitter, at Dr. Underscore 909, says, Overall, Class Volume 3 is a very solid box set. That's that solid. Uh, from the uh, big finish, exceeding its predecessors. Uh, Joanna McGibbon and Dervla Kerwin are amazing in their roles. Stories are very strong. Plus, it's great to see more characters interacting. 100% would recommend, even if you weren't a fan of the TV show. Well, shall we uh, head on to volume four of class? Mm. Seems logical, mm. yes. Welcome to your physics mock. You have one hour to complete the paper. You may begin. From Big Finish Productions, Class, Volume 4. Don't know why you're so stressed out. It doesn't matter, does it? It's just a mock. What? I thought they were important. They're not even the best way of testing us. It's not like we have to analyze anything either. Just recite the textbook like it's a Bible. Oh my oh god. What's the matter, my liege? Uh, uh, I think I'm going to be sick. Not a great start, Charlie. And what is that? An irritation, because it's very small and very weak, but it just won't go away. It is a signal from across time and space. Back of Old Street, actually, which is worrying, because it means something irritating is already here. Please, Charlie, I can't 
And Vocal.media says, This was one of my personal favourite releases from Big Finish. All three stories were brilliantly written with gorgeous music and terrific acting. Scott Hancock and the creatives behind the series had not only done this series proud, but have expanded on a world that Patrick Ness wrote so well. If this is the final series, this volume truly delivered a spectacular ending. Well, we got another one here from Doctor Nine Oh Nine, which is also uh, a great drum machine. And the Nine Oh Nine overall class volume four is simply astounding. Everyone, big finish uh, in this box set um, that was at big finish uh, and volume three outdid themselves. All three stories are great. Everyone involved shines, and it's clear that a lot of love went into both sets. I'd one thousand percent recommend <gasps> checking it out, even if you're skeptical. Wow. And on Twitter, at Bradley underscore L underscore Coke, it's some sort of advert, uh, says volume four of uh, hashtag class DW from At Big Finish was great. Definitely my favourite out of the two sets. My favourite story was Queen of Rhodia by Blair Mowat. Fantastic story. Oh, he did a bit right in there, didn't he? As well as music. Uh, Well, I don't know why I'm speaking in that accent. It's just where I live. Uh, I would love to see him write more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sending him a set of uh, pens now. Ooh, they're Bix. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, don't, that's, they don't run out that there. often, which is nice. Yeah. No, these don't because I don't use them. <laughs> that's why I'm sending them to Blair. Um, any chance there'll be more class volumes in the future? At Scott Handcock. I wonder what At Scott Handcock said. He probably said, well, I don't know. And we don't know. We don't know. Um, we're thinking about it. See how the land lies. The land. Yes, thank you. Very good. Very good. Well, that's it for this week's reviews. Next time, we'll be looking at the reviews for Nick's favourite subject, his sci-fi blockbuster, The Human Frontier. The human human frontier. The human Uh, frontier. Yes. Oh, you got it wrong. (laughs) Coming up soon, we go behind the scenes with the Doctor and Perry as they chat about... The Headless Ones. <laughs> but before all that nonsense, here's listeners' emails. Well, as you know, my favourite thing in the world is an email. Oh, yes. They're great. You can yeah. stick them in your bag, in your pocket. You can take them to the moon. You can do what you like with them. What? Emails are always there. And the you best thing is... Take of your senses. I certainly have, actually. Um, <laughs> and the best thing is, if you want to talk to us, you can. There is an open line, and you can simply send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. We can't get around to all of you, but we certainly try where possible. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a selection. So first up, we've yes. got one here from Steve Craddock, not to be confused with Jack Craddock, who was in Dalek's Invasion of Earth. Um, was he Jack, was he? Jack Craddock. Craddock. I think it was Jack Craddock. I know he was called Craddock. I didn't know he knew I'm pretty sure it was Jack Craddock, because I w- I'll, go- I'll find this out now. You've got Sorry. an obsession with Jack Craddock, that's what you're Jack saying. Jack Craddock, Daleks. I think it was. Jack Craddock! Bang! Or Bill Craddock, for some reason. It says Jack what? or Bill Craddock. 
um, was a survivor of the Daleks' occupation of Earth, Craddock and Mick Thompson. There we go. Jack was renamed Bill in the novelization. There we go. You're welcome. Why? I don't know. Perhaps he just didn't like the name. I think there should be a government committee about this. Yeah, maybe that's a big finished story. There we it's go. It's a national just... scandal. <laughs> There's a maybe strange dimension where people's names just change. Sally. Well, it's like, you know, just the other day talking about my uh, Jag Queen name. Oh, I saw that on, on Twitter. <laughs> Which is your grandmother's uh, Christian name and uh, the last um, dessert that you ate. So my, my Jag Queen name was Lillian Fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> Which greatly amused I like Jamie it, Allison. But for a moment, when he asked me, I paused for quite a while, and I think Jamie thought, uh, "Why? Why is he not? Why doesn't he know his grandmother's first name?" And it's because my uh, grandfather used to call her Susie, and I, oh. and I was going to say Susie, which is why I named Susan Mendes in Dalek Empire Suze. You see, because he used to say Suze, hey Susie, Suze. But her her name was Lillian. So how could how could Suze be a nickname for well, Lillian? This is this is interesting. Because That's my, like Bill, my, Bill and Bill and Jack Craddock. Maybe Bill was a nickname for Jack. Well, my my granddad's name is Henry, but he mm. calls himself Dave, and everybody calls him <laughs> Dave. But he's Henry, and I, I've never honestly, I've never understood what that's all about. But yeah, he's just called Dave, Dave, okay. Dave Clifford. But then, when anything important there, he says, "Oh yes, Henry Clifford here." I don't understand what's going on. Um, yeah, well, suppose if I had a drag queen name, it be it would be so Stella. Is my uh, yeah my Excellent granny's name start. Stella? Last thing I it was probably sorbet. So Stella sorbet, oh, which is which I'm hoping cool is customer. some sort of beer related dessert. Actually, it sounds uh, quite nice. Um, but yeah, there we go. Anyway, sorry Steve, Jack, sorry Bill, um, God, uh, um, yes, this email was sent on the sixth of August, twenty twenty, um, and the subject is thanks X ten twenty four, which I. I hope is the resolution in which your screen is set. I thought it's um, 1,024 times, I think. Oh, is it? Okay, well, there we go. I've, I've learned something new. Um, hello, good people. I'm sure you've had millions of thanks already, but I'd like to add to the pile and thank you and everyone else for a great virtual Big Finish day. <sighs> it was interesting, funny, engaging and fantastic value for money. Yeah. This year was the first <laughs> yeah, well, quiet. Uh, this year was the first that I've been planning to attend since you were in uh, you were last in sunny Heathrow and this easily made up for the disappointment of having to wait until next year. And I'm glad that my ticket has been carried over after this event. Uh, I think any spare tickets will be snapped up. Um, it was it was also good to almost see Benji camouflaged as he was. And this was one of the really interesting sessions of the day. And there were so many lovely guests too. So I was wearing a hat. I decided yeah. my hair. Yeah, my hair was just getting on my nerves. And so until I got it cut, I decided just to to hide it all the way. Has it been cut yet? Yeah, it, it doesn't look like it has, but it, it has. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. No. It's just you know. That's, that's the, the Which reminds of- me, um, can you do a, a screen grab? Of the two of us doing the podcast on Zoom, because uh, uh, Chloe from marketing says she needs an asset to promote the. Uh, yeah, podcast. we can do that. We'll do that. Should we do one at the end where we compose or something, or, or do you want a, a serious, a serious thing? <laughs> yeah, do that. Let's do it now. Do it. you do a screen grab? Have you, you set it. Have you got it on gallery view? I've got to, no. I've got it on. Hold on. Because I've got it that you're sort of huge on the screen. There goes for you. Wait, wait, which way is pointing to you? Can I do it? Oh, yeah. How can I do... How can I... This is going to be incredibly complicated, isn't it? 
got a shift control there you go done right good where were we in that email i got sidetracked uh Um, there were so many lovely guests too and heartthrobs to swoon over sigh and jason a face to name (laughs) at last in his country mansion um, I'm just imagining Jason in like a sort of tweed suit with a little, with a little cap. Oh yeah, and, and maybe like a sh- maybe like a shotgun and a, a grouse or something. Um, and anyway, many thanks again, BF, Steve, Craddock, Screen, Lunch, etc. Yeah, those were uh, things in the messages going past the screen. That sometimes the image was too small and had to be expanded, and everyone kept going Screen, and then uh, Steve would hit the button. <laughs> not 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 this Steve. Not Steve Craddock, but Steve Berry, the head of marketing, who was running the whole thing single-handed from his he's a, PC he's a in his man. bedroom. You know, it was a bit touch and go, to be quite honest. But we, we he did it, and mate, I nearly said we. Nothing to do with me. He did it. <laughs> um, yeah, he just said to me, "If the internet goes down, or there's a power cut, that's the end of it." And I was <laughs> just filled with confidence. Yeah, so it was quite a stressful day that. He said to uh, the BBC people at a meeting... I'm just, I'm just taking lots of screenshots while you're talking. All right. He said to the BBC people at a meeting, oh, Nick was in the garden doing the gardening while this was on. Yeah, but what he didn't mention was that I had the computer on the table in the garden and was watching it and every now and again putting the spade down and doing a little bit of participating <laughs> on the messaging. Um, it's very wholesome. Also, also did my back in. Anyway, uh, next up, uh, this is from uh, Mr... Bosley or Bosley uh, yes what's his name Mark hello Mark um, and this was sent on the 2nd of August and it's oh, it's about virtual big finish day again dear Nick and Benji hope you're both hale and hearty and getting enough vintage TV to satisfy your needs what prompted me to write this email is the wonder that is virtual big finish day I've been lucky enough to attend big finish day in the past when it was in Sao, I think you meant Slough, but you missed out on the L. <laughs> but I like it to be called Sao anyway. It or Slough, as we like to call it. It was close enough for me to drive there and back on the day. I had an absolute blast having my picture taken with Paul McGann. That's right, he was armed. Uh, chatting to Matt Fitton in the dealer's room. Aww. And attending great panels on Doctor Who, Blake Seven etc. What an absolute treat then in a year when I thought I wouldn't enjoy any conventions of any kind to have a vast array of big Finnish talent actors, writers, directors, producers and musicians piped into my living room. (laughs) It was a little strange but very enjoyable to actually see Benji and Jamie Anderson as their disembodied voices are so familiar from your podcast. I also spat my tea out laughing when John Coleshaw did the Genesis of the Dalek speech in which Davros contemplates committing genocide just because he can in the voice of Donald Trump. (laughs) A lot of people were messaging saying he sounds like Donald Trump. Is he being Donald Trump? That sounds like Donald Trump. Yes he is being Donald Trump. Um, There were so many highlights the two susans did you see the two susans i didn't um, i didn't i was i was working i was i was well, there was a fantastic I was occasionally thing. chiming in a fantastic thing happened during that panel i did the interview for it, it has nothing so to do with me san. so san um well, <laughs> um her agent rob crane was there to help caroline ford with the internet and stuff and zoom and all that and but of course he wanted it and he was being it was right in the middle of lockdown and so he he had a mask on and rubber gloves 
but then he sat and she was sort of sitting by a big round curved desk and he was sitting on the floor so he was out of shot so he was there should anything go wrong and then Claudia Grant came on to the call and she didn't know he was there all of this I forgot until about halfway through when Caroline Ford suddenly noticed there was she could hear some people speaking outside and was worried that it would interfere we'd said that you know we can't interrupt we have to just keep going and she just she went oh there's some people out there and, and I said don't worry Carol we can't hear them it's fine carry on but because uh, her agent had heard this he obviously thought I'll close the window so for oh, a moment, I know he, where this he hesitated go. his head bobbed up and down and Claudia's face she went this there's someone there she said <laughs> and, and I was I was trying to explain to her but I think Zoom was cutting me off I was going no it's uh, and she and Carol was going oh is there where where and so she didn't seem to know and she's going where and then Rob suddenly pops up in his mask with rubber gloves oh my and I gosh think, and, and there's a moment when Claudia she puts her hand over her mouth where she obviously thinks she is watching a real life scene from American Psycho <laughs> and that some lunatic is holed up in Caroline Ford's Oh my God! I was about to do some dreadful deed, and she's going this, and I'm going no, Claudia, Claudia, he's meant to be there, he's meant to be there, and then, <laughs> you know, and then she, but it's this awful, and I didn't really notice it at the time when we recorded it, but yeah, watching the the live playback of it, I suddenly Nothing I could concentrate, I could concentrate on Claudia's face, and I could see how disturbed she looks. <laughs> <laughs> lovely moment anyway sorry yes two Susans Paul McGann and Alex Kingston for me as a musician it was fascinating to see Benji Joe and Blair talking about Big Finish Music it was I loved that panel uh, Louise Jameson with uh, Nicola Walker and Claire Rushbrook fabulous stuff fantastic um, yeah I had a chat with uh, Joe Kramer again the other night about something lovely chat knowledgeable so. chap isn't he yeah very knowledgeable he knows, he knows all the gossip about all the great composers in <laughs> Yeah, great stuff. And the uh, Paul McGann and Alex Kingston one, basically, Jason was doing that interview. And, and Paul I saw and that. Alex, I watched that. that was they ended up fun. interviewing him, didn't they? Yeah, it was really it was he good was fun, though. He was, he he was, was in his element as well. Was he was great. enjoying it. He only found out 15 minutes before that he was meant to be doing the interview. Oh, really? That happened to quite a few people, actually. They came out and said, oh, this is good. You're doing the interview. What? <laughs> anyway, uh, most days I listen to some big finish. I'm currently listening to the first Doctor Adventures Volume 3. And it's been a constant source of delight to me since being charmed by Lisa Bauman and buying Oh No It Isn't and Beyond the Sun <laughs> on cassette in brackets with an exclamation mark at a convention back in the late 90s every area of dot area of doctor who is alive and well and ongoing under your stewardship long may it continue heartfelt thanks for all that you do mark that's Thank a you, lovely mark. email that's oh, really it's great, nice. isn't it? it's great well we finally got one here from richard wiggins um sent on the 2nd of august 2020 Subject sounds like you've been waiting hey. for a long time for Richard Wiggins you said we finally got one from Richard Wiggins <laughs> my life <laughs> yes. is complete Richard Wiggins has written in yes yes do post faster next time um, <laughs> so says, hey hmm. yes hey hey. Uh, hey guys just wanted to message say how excited I've been over the last week that you've uh, started doing weekly free episodes again oh, it's yes. gratefully received I presume this has worked out well for you uh, when you did it over the last few months. I've been buzzing about the recent Jago and Lightfoot sale, uh, a range that I've uh, been keen to pick up forever. Yeah, it's a gorgeous range. It's yeah. one of my favourites. Um, also, um, I'd like to praise whoever has been handling your social media for the last few months. They are a hoot. Smiley oh. face. 
hoot not, uh, bird of night. <laughs> bird um, of night. Aye. Uh, take care, <laughs> Richard. Sent from my iPhone. Ah, oh, well, that's great. I will pass on that praise. Although uh, Steve and Chloe will probably be listening, who handle our social media. Uh, I think that you know. I, I know I spoke earlier about the social media stuff and how some people feel it's got too broad and it's not about us you know the core fans and I, I do get that um, but you know lots of people have had the opposite reaction I know Rob Shearman said to me the other day God I love your Twitter feed he said it's really good I love joining in with the sort of quizzes and you know daft suggestions and things which is I do to- I do like when the questions pop up actually because you actually it's quite nice to suddenly think oh yeah I thought, okay well, what would be my favourite I don't know banana featuring yeah, Doctor yeah. Who well and of course Chloe yeah. is a brilliant uh, guest of these things because she is not um, a huge Doctor Who fan she's only you know what I mean she's it's not but she's learning about it and but she thinks of really lovely ideas that appeal to people who are not already committed you know and, it, and she speaks their language which is great Steve of course is a massive Who fan like the rest <laughs> of us but there you go oh lovely lovely isn't it lovely anyway um, that's it for the emails this week Please keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com. More next time. Time now for the Scott Hancock show as he guides <laughs> us behind the guides us as he guides us behind the scenes guides? for the Sixth Doctor and Perry, Volume One. Guides. Guinan. Hello, I'm Scott Hancock, the producer of this lovely Sixth Doctor and Perry box set. Uh, and we're kicking off with the Headless Ones, and I'm joined at the moment by... Colin Baker. I'm the Doctor. I am, honestly. And I'm Nicola Bryant, and I play Perry Brown, the Doctor's companion. And I'm Deirdre Mullins, and I play Amanda Latimer. Uh, I'm Hugh Skinner, and I play Lord Erpingham. <laughs> I'm Viviana Champong, and I play Sianda. I'm Javon Prince, and I play Kaylin. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hello. Have we had a fun day travelling back in yeah. time? Hasn't it been lovely? It's been great. <laughs> it's been amazing. I've yeah, had a great time. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah. Everyone's really kind. Well, some of the actors have been kind to me. <laughs> Who hasn't? Name them. Name and shame. Name well, them. I don't want to... Well, the doctor's been pretty harsh. He's nasty. <laughs> yeah. 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 Will you be oh. quiet? <laughs> <laughs> be quiet. But you can't note me all the time. <laughs> We've been having a lot of fun with the voice effects yes. today. Oh, so it's amazing. been very, very fun. Loved it. All the parts have been fantastic, but Kaylin's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I want the voice effect now, but I, I can't. We won't put yeah, it on, no. don't worry. <laughs> and is it nice for everyone else to sort of come in and tackle a, a historical Doctor Who story? Because even though it's sort of couched in a sci-fi world, as our lovely writers demonstrated earlier, it is sort of rooted in historical fact as well, mm. these sort of legends of the Blemier. I love the fact that we got some lovely gifts today. We got our Mappamundi. Mm-hmm. And to make the connection, as a kid, I always used to love the historical Doctor Whos. So I really enjoy it when we get a, a story where I can talk to my stepkids and say, hey, look, have you read this? Have you read this? Well, here's a story, obviously very loosely based, on these interesting parts of history. I suppose it's quite interesting. It is a historical one, isn't it? Mm. And I didn't think of it as a historical <laughs> one when I was reading it or doing it. Mm. I suppose it's because most of our historical knowledge is not about Africa. Mm. Yeah. Um, we know that Queen Victoria existed. We know that colonisation was an, an appalling and vile empire-building nonsense. Um, but somehow this is just like um, 
a sci-fi story because it's about uh, the planet where the the, um, the different is being um, treated appallingly again. Mm. Uh, but of course, it is our own planet, and it did happen. Mm-hmm. That's it. To the mm. Doctor, the alien planet is Earth, but to the rest of us yeah. as an audience, it's yeah. home. Have you ever been to a jungle, Colin? Um, yeah yeah i have spent some time in a jungle um happy memories uh, yeah very happy memories actually it's uh it's something that um i will never forget and which i don't regret either um not just for the reasons of it being a job and all that but uh it's amazing how quickly being removed from all that you know i mean really removed and we were really removed and there's none of that, go off to a nice hotel every night when the cameras stop, because they don't stop. Um, it, how it focuses the mind on what really matters. It's, mm. It sounds kind of indulgent to say three weeks of being cut off from family and the world can change you, but it, it can and it did. And for everybody else, has it been interesting to play, occupying this jungle space, especially Deirdre and Hugh, playing these sort of, I suppose, period characters, mm. exploring new territory? Yeah. Yeah, I've absolutely loved playing another swashbuckling heroine, you know. You get all these sort of, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, heroines in our... They're delicious. Drama. Yeah, they're such adventurous women. And yeah, and the, the idea of... I think as well, you know, truly going into an unexplored territory from their point of view, obviously, there were people there and it was, uh, you know, there were... There, we we think of the, we think of these exotic territories like South America to you know um, Queen Elizabeth in Queen I'm abs- talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> 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 but with that accent, I was with you. Oh, with, in that voice, you can say anything, and we'd love it. <laughs> you, it's just laughing. At oh god, I just I'm, I'm lost without a script. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, just simply that it's just an extraordinary sort of time to set it in, I mm. guess, is mm. that's all I'm saying. That's great. And particularly for the other oppressed group, the women. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> female parts in it. Yeah. yeah. Really Absolutely. strong female. Absolutely. They're the warriors, which is great. Yeah. But again, even something that's relatively recent history, in some ways, it's amazing how you just forget this, particularly in the yeah. times we're living in now. And yeah, yeah. so much of this is about those sort of Persecuted migrants, I think, is the phrase used. At- I, think, I think we're going through a time where we're re- re-evaluating what empire was as well. Mm. I think you know it's always been considered a great thing, you know, and it's only mm. in recent sort of history that we've kind of re-evaluated dark. that. Mm. Yeah. Someone said earlier, what well, there must have been some good things came out of the empire, mm. and the only thing I think of is cricket. <laughs> I mean, uh, basically, Hugh, you are the only villain in this piece. That's rude. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> has it been quite fun because I suppose you're best known for playing sort of slightly. Dippy-ish, nice people. Again, very rude. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been really, really fun. I mean, I can't read, as you've discovered, so it's not without its challenges. But even within Big Finish, previously you've sort of come in and played... Even when you're vampiric, you're playing nice ones. But you say that. The last time I came in, I played the devil in something, I think, didn't I? You did. But a nice devil. It was a very nice devil. No. You know, the devil's meant to be sitting on his shoulder, quite charming, cast against type. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I saw Hugh, he was playing Prince Prince William. Yes, yes. That's right. In in the Windsor's a very moving, the moving TV series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. biopic. That biopic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were channeling that today. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Just go to bigfinish.com and type sixth doctor into the search pane at the top of the page to find out how you get your ears wrapped around that. The search pane is there thing that's 
It didn't occur to me. We were just before all that. We did a tiny bit in the in the listeners' emails. We did a tiny bit of cat weasel, didn't we? Yes, we did. Correct. And we haven't done any characters for ages. I mean, what what were all the characters that we used to do? The story, yeah, the singing man. The singing general. Man. We did Monty the other day. <laughs> Stop that! Stop that! Stop it! It's Policeman Tom Baker here. None of that. No. It's a policeman Tom Baker was as well. Yes. Hello? <laughs> You're arrested. Oh, I'm looking in the mirror myself. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <sighs> and Monty, yes. Uh, Field Marshal Montgomery. Yes, that's right. Yes, it was, it was like that, wasn't it? Are those all the characters? <laughs> was de- definitely the vast majority, yeah. <laughs> Pathetic. I thought we had more characters than that. Um, uh, we could... Um, the, a new character could be just looking around the office for inspiration. The um, the lens cleaner. Uh, hello, I'm the lens cleaner. Just let me spray a bit on there for you. Uh, uh, oh, there we are. That's enough, isn't it? What about the squeaking paper? <laughs> that was the, the squeaking paper. Oh, that's good. And um, there's a particular gnome that I I'm very fond of. <laughs> He lives in the city. He's a metro now. Hey, made by Rover. Previously made by Austin. How do I stop it? Stop it. Thank you. You have been sentenced to forever beat at 120 beats per minute. Well, very soon we'll be teasing you uh, with the uh, first 15 minutes of Doctor Who Thin Time, starring Peter Davison. And that's for free, folks, so get involved. Sure, yeah. In the meantime, let's give you 25% off a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's the Randomly Selected (laughs) Sorry, I don't know what came over me then. That was quite good. It's sort of, you know, gosh, I tried to load it up and then it... You've got the random word again. No, I went to click random word selectortron, and then a little thing came up like, also search for Doctor Who, and I clicked that by mistake. Oh. Uh, here we go. It's number 57, Doctor Who Arrangements for War. Oh, this is a cracker, this. This is an oldie, it's isn't it? Really 2004. Mo- yeah, really Maggie moving. Stables, Colin yeah. Baker. Oh. Yeah, and it's it's pretty. It's, it's, yes, it's uh, it's on offer, as it were, already. It's uh, um, but Yeah. So you get 25% off this. Here's the trailer. Subject of Galen, as governor of the Republic of Kozapin, I know only too well that my people share a border with both yourselves and the people of Melendia. For centuries, my predecessors have watched your two great kingdoms locked needlessly in violent and tragic disagreement. Disagreement that has seen land and lives lost on either side. But from today, all that will truly become something for the history books. In about a month, a race called the Kilorans will invade the planet quite unexpectedly. Nasty lot. Run into them once or twice before. Humanoid with canine overtones, all angry and bestial. I love you. But nothing. I walked away from you once. I won't do it again. We can't. We can't be together. Can we? We can do anything. I refer, of course, 
to the marriage between Christina, Princess of Galen, and Victor, Prince and heir to the throne of Melendia. Actually, Commander, I want you and the boys here in Galen with me. I'll arrange a dozen visas. Your official status will be as my personal bodyguard in light of recent events. Understood? I'm clear, sir. I want the balance of power in this wretched country shifted. Get here as soon as you can, Pocock. Do you want some time on your own? Some, some time apart? Is that it? I'm not sure. Do you want to leave me? Do you love me? Of course I love you. I've always loved you. I loved you five years ago. And five years ago, I thought the way you're thinking now. Gardener's son in love with the princess of the whole damn country. Stupid. It'll never happen. We said we loved each other, sure, but it was never going to happen. Look at that horizon. I feel I could just reach out and touch it. I feel I can do anything. Evelyn. I want to feel like this all the time. You make me feel like this. I love you, Evelyn. Stay with me. I'm asking you to leave the doctor. Well, what do you say? Aren't you coming to see me off? Wait, Evelyn! Well, don't leave like this. Marriage officially marks... Officially marks the birth of the Kingdom Alliance. Uniting your people in politics as... as in blood... What can I tell you, Maggie Stables? She is, as we say in showbiz in this neck of the woods, she was my fault because <laughs> uh, I, I'd worked with her in theatre and when uh, Gary Russell was... Uh, well, first of all, he, he needed an older woman to play a part and in those days we largely just got mates to do it. I said, oh, my friend Maggie will come and do that. And she, she was in a Bernie Summerfield thing called Just War. Just War. Nothing. <laughs> just War. <laughs> Just war. Uh, just war. I, just, <laughs> I can't stop myself. Next up, just war. <laughs> Nothing else, just war. Um, <laughs> they've anyway. Gone, they've gone uh, mad. <laughs> then I got her to be in uh, The Sirens of Time, where she played this really <laughs> half-warthog person called Ruthley, who was looking after an old man who was, in fact, a war criminal. And she was horrid to him. And she's oh, talking in a very nasty way to him. Um, and then uh, I think, you know, Gary Russell just thought, oh, she's such a laugh and such a lovely person. And then he got the character of Evelyn created basically for Maggie to play. And, uh, you know, very sad that she's no longer with us. Um, I worked with her many times in the theatre. Oh, I just listened to um, Arrangements for War. She's fantastic in it. It's a great story. I think that also my old friend Katerina Olsen's in it. And she that's the first, I think, part she played for us. And Gabriel Wolf is in there. Not a Sutek, but Governor Rossiter. There you go. Yeah. Outstanding. So, Outstanding. Great. And the way you get a hold of the uh, the old 25% discount off the already quite discounted price is to um, just go to bigfinish.com and uh, in the podcast section there's a bit of text and it says the Randomoid Selectatron also features. Just click here. 
and you click there and there you are and then you get an opportunity to, to enter a code and the code is buck up b-u-c-k-u-p all capital letters no spaces that was one of our podcast catchphrases buck up um and you enter that and you get the the, the discount not bad, Simple, is it? isn't it? It's, no, it's mm. not. You know, it's 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 a winning formula, I think. Well, thank you very much, Ran. Always yes. a pleasure, never a chore. What a blast you always are. Sadly, though, it's time for us to go. But we'll be seeing you off with a goodbye in the style of the Sixth Doctor himself. Hmm. Oh, is that he used to say things three times? Didn't he? Goodbye, 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 goodbye. I will not say goodbye. Something like that, isn't it? But I just did! And while we're away, why not entertain yourself with the fifth Doctor, as played by Peter Davies-Yoyon, in this week's monthly Doctor Who adventure, Thin Time. What was that? The sound of a Time Lord sulking off. I can't believe he did it. The Doctor's gone. The Doctor's gone. kids again. Ah, Stubbs. Oh, good evening, sir. Dreadfully sorry to come calling so late, Stubbs, but he sent for me. Well, he didn't say, Mr. Hobshaw, sir. Uh, no, but please, come in. Yeah, it all sounded dreadfully mysterious. Hobby, my dear fellow. Oh, it's so good of you to come by at short notice. I'm not one for gallivanting out so late in the evening, Charles, but your summons seemed rather urgent. I know, I know. Oh, it's a special night, Hobby. It's All Hallows' Eve, Charles, just about. Indeed it is. October the 31st in the year of our Lord, 1892. A date that will be celebrated in history books yet to be written. I wanted you to be here, my dear friend, to witness it. Witness what, Charles? Of the future, John Hobshaw, the future. Ah, we'll be in the drawing room, Stubbs. Yes, sir. I know it's late, but if Mrs. Polly might be prevailed upon, a few sandwiches? Yes, sir. Oh, Add a couple of brandies, if you don't mind. Right away, sir. You leave your coat. Come on through, Hobby. More kids, was it, Mr Stubbs? Oh, no, Mrs Polly. It was Mr Hobshaw come a-calling. At this hour? Himself has requested a tray of sandwiches. And I was just off to bed. Never mind. There's some good ham in the larder. <clears throat> Quite thought it was kids again. Doorbell's been ringing all the evening. Well, I gave them a good holler last time, told them to stop their tricks. Maybe they thought better of trying again. 
I say. I nearly yelled in poor Mr Hobshaw's face. I've never known a year for so much, guys. Mm. They were tapping at the pantry window not a half hour ago and rapping at the back gate. Did you tell them to clear off? No, I ignored them. Like Jack used to say, don't give them the satisfaction. They'll keep on if they know they've got a rise out of you. Your late husband was a wise man, Mrs Polly. Hmm. Not so wise. He didn't march off and never come home, was he, Mr Stubbs? <laughs> well, look, take these brandies up to himself and his guest. Sandwiches won't be long. Listen. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> oh, I thought that was uh, knocking at the back gate again. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I'll take these up and then step out and have a look. Can't imagine what Mr. Hobshaw is doing here at this time of night. Have a seat, dear fellow. Mm. Cozy in here. <laughs> so, is it your book, Charles? Is it finished? Oh, the book. You've been on it months. I've barely seen you. I was just saying only the other day why I haven't laid eyes on Charles Crookshap in six months. You usually share a chapter or two with me. I do, Hobby. You've every right to chide me. I value your opinion and I've missed our dinners talking over ideas. I rather fancied I'd come to the end of my usefulness. Oh. I mean to say you're the celebrated author and who am I? Just a common schoolmaster with... You're not just anything, Hobby. You're a good friend with a fine mind. I've said it before, but... I couldn't have written any of my books without you as a sounding board, full of bright ideas and wise advice. Uh, that's awfully kind, Charles, but really... No, I'm serious, Hobby. That's why I summoned you at this godforsaken hour. To see your book? Mm. My book, yes. Let me tell you a little story. Do you remember... I dare say you don't. Do you remember a discussion we had about time communiques? Goodness. Of course. The idea that if one could converse with one's future self, one could learn a great deal about the world to come, and then share that knowledge for the betterment of mankind. Mm. I thought it was a splendidly wild notion. Quite excellent material for one of your scientific romances. The readers will lap it up. <laughs> well, I've done it, Hobby. Written it? No, Hobby. I've actually done it. Your brandies, Mr Crookshap. Uh, splendid stuff. Spot them down. From the look on his face, I'd say Hobby here is ready for his. Uh, Mrs Polly says to tell you these sandwiches will be just a few minutes. Thank you, Stubbs. That'll be all for now. Your health, Hobby. Charles, what the devil do you mean you've done it? I've talked to the future, Hobby. Conversed with the world to come. I say, are you quite all right? Oh, yes. I've been having dreams, Hobby, every night for the last four months. Vivid dreams. My future self visits me through the medium of dream, and we converse. Really, Charles, if this is some Halloween prank... No prank, Hobby, no prank. I have enjoyed a dialogue with the future, with myself, speaking from the ages to come, and, my, I have learned so much. Like what? First and foremost... How to make that dialogue more permanent, more real. My future self has taught me how to prepare and construct... Ah, uh, what does your pocket watch say? What? Uh, not far off midnight, Charles. Then come with me. It's about time. Time for what? You'll see for yourself.
Gracious me, Charles. Hmm. What on earth have you done to your dining room? I've never seen such a thing. Like some theatrical boudoir on the Strand. What happened to the table and... This is what I was instructed to prepare, Hobby. I've done it very carefully. You might call it, I suppose, a magic chamber. Oh. I know, I know, that's a rather silly name. But my future self was quite specific regarding the decoration. The symbols, the designs, the alignments, all ready for this very hour, Hobby. For tonight, when the veil is thin. What veil? The veil of time, Hobby. And space too, I should wager. All Hallows' Night, my friend, it's a special moment. The world becomes permeable. The rigid laws of nature relax. Charles, what exactly do you think is about to happen? My future self is going to pay me a visit. Oh, Charles. Oh, my poor dear friend, I think... I think perhaps I should have Stubbs fetch you a doctor. Now, I assure you, I, I am quite well, Hobby. Hobby, look! Look, man! Look what's forming in front of us! What? The devil is that? Oh. Hello. Good evening. Oh, it's so good of you to come. Um... You were expecting me? I was expecting me, but you were kind enough to explain the confusion. I was? Ah. Perhaps you could explain it back to me. Aha! A test. Very prudent. Uh, you said that in the future, in order to enjoy extended lifespans, people would renew their bodies and thus their appearances would change. That I would not look as I do now. I said that. Well, I said it. To me. But that's you too, isn't it? Is it? Let's start again. I'm the doctor. So, I'm a doctor? No, I'm the doctor. Oh. oh. You look as baffled as I feel. Do you happen to know what's going on? How did you make that box appear? Ah, clearly not. Look, we seem to be at cross-purposes. I'm new in town, just visiting. This is London, 1930-ish, yes? Uh, I'm sorry about just popping up in your... magical temple. Good grief. Uh, but I, I don't think I'm who you think I am. You're Charles Crookshap. No. You're me. No. You're my future self, clad in a different face. No, really, none of those things. Sorry. What is going on? Mr. Stubbs, the tray's about ready to take up. Oh, I don't know what's going on up there. Mr. Hobshaw looked ill at ease. What say? Did you hear a noise? More knocking? No. While I was coming back down, a, a moaning, a rising and a falling. No? Are you having me on? No. A little guising of your own, eh? I wouldn't do that, Mrs Polly, not at all. But there was a noise. Such an odd sound. The tray, Mr Stubbs. Hmm? Oh! <laughs> right though. <laughs> If there's nothing else, I'll be off to my bed. I'll lock up down here as soon as I've damped the stove. Much obliged. Good night. Good night, Mr Stubbs. <clears throat> oh, honestly. Again. Clear off home, you little rascals. Give me strength. 
Will you stop it with your silly games? Get on with you! Now you listen to me! Hello? Where are you? Somebody please explain. Charles, how did he make that box appear? Charles, it is Charles, isn't it? I think your friend there might need a sit down and some smelling salts. Hobby, pull yourself together. This is all quite normal. That blue box appeared out of nowhere. There's nothing normal about that. Well, to be expected then. Expected? Yes, that's the part that's not normal. I'm not used to being expected anywhere. And you were expecting me, or rather, if I understand correctly, yourself. Why is that? I don't understand. You told me to await your arrival. And when did we have this conversation? In his dreams. He said so. He said you talked to him in his dreams. Really? But I don't think we've ever met, in dreams or otherwise. In fact, I don't know who you are, Charles. Don't you recognise him? He's Charles Crookshap. The Charles Crookshap. I don't know the name. Well then, you're clearly not from the future. Charles is the most famous and highly regarded author of the age. I'm sorry, the name isn't ringing any bells. Well, sir, I believe you're some kind of awful charlatan who's been playing tricks on my dear friend, filling his head with nonsense, and then this business with the blue box. How's that done? Mirrors? What's your game, sir? Are you from one of the tawdry rats, trying to destroy the credibility of the master of scientific romance? Of course. You'd pick All Hallows' Night to do that. It's Halloween. You know very well. What's your name? John Hopshaw, sir. John Hopshaw? The, the writer, John Hopshaw? I am but a schoolmaster, sir. I cherish ambitions to write one day, but... And you will. John Hopshaw spent his early years teaching at a prep in Kilburn, then took to writing. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> How did you know my position is at Kilburn? What kind of tricks are you playing, sir? So, history remembers who you are, but not your celebrated friend here. And you were expecting me. Or something. This isn't going as I anticipated. I agree. This room. Did you furnish it this way? Exactly the way you told me to. In your dreams? Yes. Why? This is very concerning. The sigils on the floor. Those symbols you placed on the walls. Did you get them from a book? No. You communicated them to me in, in my dreams. In your dreams, yes. So these designs just came out of your head. That's rather worrying. Worrying? And it's Halloween. The witching hour itself. Oh dear. Hello? Where the devil are you hiding? I know you're still here, you little tykes. You didn't have time to run off. Where are you? I've a mind to take a belt to your backsides. Look, come on out, and that'll be the end of it. Who's doing that? Where are you? I see you hiding in those shadows. You can stop that right now. Oh my good lord, my goodness. Gracious me, what are you? Now, both of you, Charles and John, 
There's something troubling happening here. These designs, no one in the 1930s should know these symbols. Not on Earth, at any rate. What do you mean, not on Earth? You keep saying the 1930s, sir. This is not the 1930s. It patently is. Look at your clothes. It's 1892, sir. Is it? You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, and do a little subscribe as well. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah.